This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens presents Pilot Season, featuring Lost in Space, The Star Lost, and Sword Art Online. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens Pilot Season Edition. And Ooh. I don't know if I just played the regular music or if we played something different, but this the is... The pilot music. We should play the pilot music, the, the music that we played for our pilot. Yeah. Sure. Or, or it'd be something completely different, like I like to do, like I did with our yep. Hobbit episode. That was what was what music was that? That was that was nice and peaceful. Yeah, it was. It was very very peaceful. Put me to sleep. No, um, <laughs> no. Evan's voice did that. But... <laughs> no, only Dang. one of Evan's voices did that. <laughs> not all of them. Um, <laughs> not all. No, uh, that's just from our. I have a subscription to um, audio um, audio um, blocks blocks. Yep. It was so, kind of funny because I I I knew it was like a nice peaceful elvish you know, type of a, a tune. But when I listen to podcasts, I listen to them at like, you know, 1.5 or two, mm-hmm. two times speed. So it was still like pretty rocking. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I can hey, tell- so I'm sure new listeners are fascinated by this conversation, but I bet they want to know who we are. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> so here we are. It's, uh, we're the hosts of strangers and aliens. I'm Ben. Ben Avery, and right over there, sitting there next to, uh, across the table from me in this uh, executive boardroom, is uh, <laughs> Evan David. Hi, I'm an executive. <laughs> and and over there, uh, you know, Evan's wearing the Hawaiian shirt and shorts because he's just very, <laughs> very casual uh, Hollywood executive producer over there. Uh, but over there in the, the three-piece suit with the power tie, <laughs> Steve McDonald. Yes, I'm the rest of the board. He's uh, P O R E D. We are on, uh, you know, we're sitting around this very big wooden table with uh, yes. television monitor up on the wall. We just watched three pilots of three different shows that they've come to us to see if we would order a series for our Strangers and Aliens Network. And so th- that's what we're going to do right now is we're going to hash it out and decide. If we're going to order any of these three pilot episodes to series, this is something I've wanted to do for a while. I actually have considered it as an actual podcast just by itself. Thought about yeah. doing a spinoff for Welcome to Level 7 about uh, just all the different uh, Marvel pilots that have been out there since since <laughs> Spider-Man and Captain America and Incredible Hulk back in the 70s. Um, Justice League pilot. Well, that's not Marvel. That would be fun. But it's what? It's not Marvel. No, I was just saying another thing out there in the world is the Justice League. Which would actually be eligible Justice. for this, what we're doing here. And it yes. was. this is kind of going along with that retro movie um, time travel thing that we did uh, every once in a while where we'd take a look at a, a movie that Evan or Steve or I had not seen and and just kind of analyze it as as we went along. This is a little bit different, though. We are actually going to... Look at this, these three pilot episodes 
alone, just as they are, and just kind of figure out, is this something that deserves to be ordered to series? And the only guidelines that I gave Evan and Steve as we were trying to figure out what these were going to be that we were going to watch were, um, first of all, it had to be a pilot for a TV series. It had to serve that purpose, meaning the Justice League pilot that never got ordered to series, that would count. That would be something we could do for this. Mm -hmm. Also, the Cage episode of Star Trek, that would count. That was a pilot episode created to sell a TV show. Or the first episode of Small Wonder, you know, because <laughs> it's the the pilot episode of that show. And so whether it got yeah. ordered to series or not, that was had to be the intention. Um, the TV movies, the Captain America TV movie, that first one that they did, that would count. You know, that would fit into what we're talking about here. So yeah, Man from Atlantis. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, that TV movie there, too. Where right. It started as yeah. a TV movie, but the TV movie was to sell the idea to pick right. up the series. Right. Couldn't be a movie that became a series. So like MASH, the movie wouldn't count. Now, the first right. episode of MASH would count because that was a pilot episode. But yeah, so that was that was one of the things. The, the other thing that really needed to happen for us to really want to talk about it is it had to have something interesting to talk about whether it's the actual episode itself or in the case of at least one of these, the history behind the episode. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it just had to give us something to talk about. And it could be something that is as simple as this is a show I really loved. And so I want you guys to see it, you know, or it could be, I have a feeling maybe Evan's um, motivation behind his was, this is something I wanted you to watch. And now I'm going to trap you. You know, and I, and I gotcha and I don't have to tell you even what it's about and we'll get to it, Evan. But, um, but normally when you're trying to sell me on watching something, you're like, Ben, you'd love it because blah, 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 blah. This time around, it was just, Ben, you have to watch it. Cause I'm giving it to you and yep. didn't that have to sell me on it, which was even better <laughs> for me. Cause I had no idea what I was watching when it started. I had no idea what I was getting into for that one. So sweet. That is what we're going to be talking about today. Three episodes, one from each series. The series are Lost in Space, Sword Art Online, and The Star Lost. And we're spanning a range of time periods somewhat. Uh, and we're, we're spanning a diff some styles here. For sure, there's, there's, there's very different style between one of those and the other two. But uh, the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about this episode only and give our initial thoughts about it um, after it's been introduced by the person who picked it. We're going to decide if we would order to order a series on this uh, of this show. And we'll be talking in the role of Strangers and Aliens Network TV executives. And we're going to talk about the potential this show has based on the pilot and then after that, after that, a kind of imaginary, will we order it or not? Um, we're going to talk about what actually happened to the show. And then we'll talk about if we personally want to continue watching it or not. And then at the end of this episode, we will vote and we will decide what we're going to sink our hard earned network money. Uh, that we haven't spent already on <laughs> hot tubs and uh, limousines cigars. and cigars. Yeah. Sure. 
uh, if we're going <laughs> to spend, spend that money on ordering a season for our network. And uh, yeah. So we're going to start with Lost in Space, which was Steve's choice for us. Yes. To watch. Steve, would Thanks. you please introduce this episode of this series to people well, who are listening right now? This episode is called Nowhere to Hide. And this is the it, when you when you get a set or when you're watching it online, this is actually episode zero. So if you if you start at episode one, you're picking up a an actual uh, series that has been greenlit. But when you start with this episode, you're starting with the original idea for the episode for the series. So we have um, the the Space Family Robinson, and they go off into space and become lost in space. Now, how much, how much more, uh, you know, do I do we need to? Well, I think that's a that's a good setup. Um, the interesting thing about this for for me anyway. Uh, I've seen Lost in Space. I don't remember watching this episode. And so I, I was surprised about a couple of different things. Um, the, But just talking about this episode, um, tell about the characters and the setting. We've, we've got the family, which includes, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember their names, but there's the parents. There's <laughs> John. The, there's the two sisters. And then there's the little boy. Yeah. And then there's the, oh, what's his name? The pilot, Don. The pilot, Don. Yeah. Don, yeah. Yep. And they're all super geniuses. All of them, yeah, except for the one sister who had to give up her life of comedy theater <laughs> in order to go on this mission. She's going to have to give it up for at least 200 years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they're going uh, to... Uh, the Alpha Centauri, which is the nearest star, but they're going to have to be in suspended animation for 98 years. So, you know, barring any uh, scientific advances in the 98 years between they, you know, when they, they take off and arrival to get back would be another 98 years, you know, barring again. You know, any, any scientific advancement in that 98 years. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she she's giving up her life, her, her, I mean, of all the 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 benefits to mankind that any of of these people in the family could could give. Uh, her her giving up a life of of entertainment, just comedy theater. <laughs> it's not just not just Broadway, <clears throat> not just theater comedy musical theater i believe i believe it was musical comedy theater yes also yeah Yeah. which is kind of funny because this is this is the the series starts in the year 1996 it was 97 i think 97 but it was it was made in 19 like 65 so at the time 1965 you still had uh the ed sullivan show was huge jack benny was still on the air so you know a musical theater musical comedy tv was still pretty much a big thing 
I mean, the the Dick Van Dyke show yeah. was about a writer for a musical comedy yeah. show. Um, so you know, it was still a thing. They they didn't anticipate that you know by the the nineties, you know, the the sitcoms would be pretty much ruling it, or you know, the, the hour long. Uh, you know, crime detective dramas and yeah. things like that. Because they didn't even um, mention her audition for Friends at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She would have been a natural for Friends. Yeah, a yeah. Little young. And, and 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 then she she did play the victim of the week for for Law and Order, the first series. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they, uh, the other thing about this is they uh, they've crash landed on a planet. And yes, and they've lost their ship and now they just have to survive. They don't even know what planet it is, though. Like at one point they talk about, um, is this Mars? It's not Alpha Centauri, is it? You know, and, and so they're they don't know what planet they're on, but they've they've crash landed and, and they're they're trying to survive uh, on this on this right. planet. So uh, initial and, thoughts, gentlemen, about about this episode that has been brought to us. A uh, fun anecdote is uh, after Shantae, my wife and I, we finished um, the season two of the modern remake of Lost in Space. Uh, she didn't know that it was uh, a remake. And actually, it's like it's like the third or fourth remake of this yeah. original show. So, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So I I went back and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can find a trailer for the original show that I can show her. And I, I went on YouTube and I actually found, I believe it was a, a five or so minute commercial a promo that the studio sent out to uh, potential advertisers. That's and cool. so, yeah, so it's like it's a little more than a trailer because they're like explaining who the characters are and what it's all about. And it's like, this is a really cool sci fi TV show that you want to hit your wagon to. <laughs> you know, and and uh, they're explaining like it's the most big budget show that's ever been done. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And the, all the footage that they showed was from this pilot, uh, and it, it, none of it was from uh, other episodes. So that was really interesting. Uh, seeing seeing the same footage from from that that which I showed her. So uh, Ben, I'll go ahead and let you give your thoughts, and then I'll I'll go after you. Well. I mean, it's, it's black and white, you know, um, that's, that's going to be, that's gonna be a problem for some of our viewers. <laughs> that is, that's black and white. True. Yeah. Yeah. It could be seen like sort of like retro future. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And actually mm. that's uh, exactly what that is right now. Um, with the future of 1997. And the only reason <laughs> I remember 1997 is that the date that they show on the screen is October 16th, 1997 which would have been the first birthday I had after getting married uh, to my my lovely bride. And uh, yeah, and I remember that birthday well, actually. It was a, a toga party. And um, my, my friend... <laughs> we were not invited. <laughs> no, no, you weren't. Um, it, it actually was. I'm, I'm, I'm not making that up. That's not just a, a funny, goofy detail that I'm throwing in to be. Um, <laughs> it, it actually was that. But uh, yeah. That's awesome. So... Um, one of the initial thoughts that I have about it is it's very episodic. Uh, this is kind of there's there's four or five different events happening in this where it's just them on the planet. They've crash landed mm -hmm. on a planet. It's called Lost in Space because they've crash landed on a planet and and that they're, they're lost on this world and they don't know where they are, where, where this planet is. And they have to deal with a giant 
which the special effects for this, I actually was, I did appreciate the giant creature that they had. They did that thing where they, they crank it faster. They crank the film faster to make him move slower. So it gave that illusion of size that sometimes they do in, in Godzilla movies. And sometimes they just don't, you know, I think based maybe on, on budget or how fast they're making the, a Kaiju movie, but, um, they did that very well with him, but, you know, a normal series that would have been the whole episode is dealing (laughs) with that thing. And same thing with the storm at the end where they're, they're in their, uh, their crawler and they've gone on an ocean with their, their land, land sea vehicle that they have. Um, that would have been the whole episode for, for another show, you know, and, and then they're in a cave, you know, and I feel like this is definitely, they're, they're presenting this episode as to show all the different possibilities, for right. where what this show can do, um, I did. I didn't get you know watching this now. I almost feel like they they didn't intend this to ever be aired, necessarily. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I mean, they we'll get there. Everything everything looks at the very least. It looks at least it's it's polished up. It's, it's like you don't see. It's finished for sure. Yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that that bit of trivia there, but. Um, you know, the other thing is it ends on a cliffhanger in some ways. Uh, it also ends with them uh, kneeling on the beach to pray, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like the scene from from Swiss Family Robinson. Um, yeah. And I did get a feeling that the kid who. Um, Billy Mummy. Yeah, he. He acts a little bit like the kid in, in Swiss Family Robinson, the Disney movie. Um, I don't know which came first, but. um He's chasing the ostrich around and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, Those poor animals. <laughs> <laughs> that monkey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, the thing for me was some of the the special effects were really well done, like the spaceship taking off. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like a cardboard cutout that just went straight up. It had sort of a wobble to it, and you are sort of like – you know, when spaceships go up, sometimes there's like that little wobble to them or, you know, you, it's not as, as clean as you would think, you know, something you could do, you know, very quickly if, if you were just doing it just, you know, uh, let's just make the thing on the cheap, know, go up yeah. into the air. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there were a lot of um, like, you know, the, the tactile stuff like the, the, the consoles and the 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 tech you know, looked like it, it was, you know, at least thought out to the point where, you know, it didn't, it didn't look cheap. Um, yeah. I was, I was very impressed with the set design and the prop design, Yeah, like the sleeping tubes yeah, and, and I even like the, the part where the meteors are hitting the ship. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, okay. I had some trouble with that. <laughs> that definitely looked like foil balls. Um. Well, I'll and they were to... supposed they were supposed to be coming in at like 125,000 miles per hour or something and they were just like boing <laughs> boing <laughs> But okay. Yeah. Two other observations. One was all that narration at the beginning. Uh yeah. and honestly the way it was edited, you didn't need it. Uh I think that those that was again for the benefit of us studio executives who are going to be watching this pilot episode and right. uh just to say, this is what's happening and now this is what's happening and this is what's happening pay attention because this is what's happening right now um we're telling not showing <laughs> yeah no they, they totally were um and and then did you notice uh some of the music sounding familiar 
Yeah. I, some of that music, I, looks... I think, is from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, because huh. I remember The Day the Earth Stood Still. I remembered listening to some music that that sounded like And then when the Earth started moving again, like you didn't hear that music until right around 1997. Yeah, yeah, which was the day after the Earth Stood Still. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that they, again, it being a pilot episode and they would have been using what's available to them, they wouldn't necessarily hire someone to uh, do a complete score and a new theme song right. for it if if it wasn't going to get ordered to series. So, yeah. Uh, and, and then it ended on that cliffhanger of, of those two aliens looking at each other and nodding with yeah. no expression was, at all on their faces. Yeah. Which was interesting because you have that whole, you know, they they obviously they know that there's monstrously huge uh alien life out there but it's it's primitive it's you know a gigantic one-eyed rock throwing grunting uh you know they're they're not going to make a lot of friends with them i don't think but then you know they go to a different place on the same planet and you're like good at least they're away from those monsters but then a different type of monster is there. I mean, they're alien looking. Yeah. Did you notice on the so, cave drawings though, there was some cave drawings that looked like the Cyclops monster. Like they, I, was, I tried to get a close look. I didn't get a, as close as I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they paid some really uh, close attention to detail when they were making mm -hmm. this. And, um, and honestly, I'm curious where this show would go from here. You know, with the mystery of the aliens who made the caves and the mystery of these two aliens that are like, this feels like set up for a good mystery, which is unusual yeah. for a show of that time period where you know, with an ongoing yeah. mystery kind of thing. So, yeah. And are they going to be able to get back to the ship and then, yeah. pre, you yeah. know, the, fix the ship and then be able to get out of there? Uh, what's the what's the deal with the whole weather cycle? You know, I think that's going to if if this went to series that would probably be a big thing, you know, trying to, to understand the weather cycle of the planet to try to get back to their ship, you know, to see what the story arc for the first season would be. You know, I could sort of see that. Evan, that what are your initial the... thoughts? Guys, I have a confession to make. This was the second show that I, I watched in the screening room where we were reviewing the pilots. And after the first show I watched, I watched this directly after that. And about 15 minutes into this, I hit my breaking point and I couldn't watch any further. Wow. Yeah. So how far did you get? What, what was the last thing that you remember? Cyclops part or fighting the Cyclops. You didn't even finish and, it. Oh no, no, I did not. Nope. I, I could not watch any further. Wow. Okay. Yep. And like you had one we'll job, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> and it was too much for my fragile psyche. Um, well, part of your so, problem was watching them in a row. Like that was <laughs> part of the problem. And we'll get to what I think the other one that you're talking about. Mm, that's mm. probably what broke you. <laughs> like this is, be. this was just the straw on the camel's back well, that's breaking. Yes. I think that and combined with the fact that like, I just recently finished watching the season two of the much better remake where it's all the same characters. Don't talk about that yet. Premise. Hey, we can't talk about that okay. yet. 
not not yet. All right. Not yet. All right. So uh those are my thoughts. <laughs> your thoughts are <laughs> I turned it off. I'm not watching it for the podcast. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, Evan. I am All a right. little bit disappointed. Well, I, t- I was taking I took solace in the fact that we are role playing as executives. And so I took my I made an executive decision. I didn't know that was an option. And I said, no, if I was an executive in the TV studio, I would push the square button on the VCR and I would say, I'm not greenlighting this. Okay. why not? Why not? What what, what's what what was beyond the pale? Yeah. No, it it was it was what Ben said. It was it was a straw that broke the camel's back that and combined with the fact that like i was saying i just finished watching the remake and it's right, all this what about it's all the same stuff except worse <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all the same stuff i just watched no, but it's so not much worse it's not. Just hate the lord of the rings then because wow it's like Oh man, I, the dwarf uses a battle axe. How cliched. You know, I bet the, the elf is really good with a bow. I mean, it's just like, we've seen this stuff all before. It's like... <laughs> Except I haven't. I'm just saying, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're basing your opinion on something that you're not supposed to base your opinion on. I've seen the new ones too. I, know I was looking at just this. I wouldn't, I mean, you have to sort of put some things in a box. Obviously, if someone presented this right now today, it would be like, isn't there another TV show that's like this? I mean, obviously, it would be beyond the pale. Well, and and for this show, I mean, there's a lot that are like this. Of course, this was one of the first ones to go there, but. Correct. I, yeah, just where I was at today, it was just, I couldn't do it. I had to turn it off. I wow. could not keep my eyes on the television screen. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. So the pilot, His, yeah, the pilot so, for a classic TV show based on that's some of your your favorite one of your you know your your new favorite shows is is based on. Uh-huh. Just can't you can't go and and watch the 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 roots of the flowers and, and fruit oh, that you're experiencing now. Okay. I got the gist. The first 15 minutes gave me the gist. It was completely different in the next 45 minutes. That's all right. That's like I was saying, like it, it actually is. I mean, there's, there's, there's five different shows going on in here, but, um, yeah. I just, like, I just find it funny. Cause it's like, this is, this is our podcast. You know, like, I, it's, I knew I would catch grief for this, but I'm telling you, I could not physically do it <laughs> with the day I had today. Plus all the other factors I've already said, I had to stop and I couldn't do it anymore. All right. I tried to turn it back on and watch it on my phone while I was doing like uh, making dinner. Couldn't even do that. Sorry. Wasn't this whole thing your idea? No, no, it was Ben's idea, was but idea. I just kept pushing for it. Cause I liked it. <laughs> so you like so- this idea so much that when it finally came time to do it, you just bail. Well, here's also the thing. Well, Steve, you put it that way. And then it's- here's also the thing, Steve. When Ben is describing to us the parameters for what shows we get to pick, one of the ones I latched onto was 
you want to pick shows that you want the other people to like and get hooked on. And so when you guys gave your picks, I was like, well, they obviously didn't latch on to that. Uh, no, it's guideline. It's the I, <laughs> no, it's it's the interest of the the yeah there's the conversation that we can have about it though you know yes. this is sci-fi homework it's also podcast homework for uh for the show uh, but it, it, this is this is sci-fi homework too like this episode of this show um you know stepping out of that executive role it's very interesting to me to see this thing that's going to become a beloved and and uh influential sci-fi show you know, yeah. like there's a lot of shows that, um, of course, now I'm breaking into the a later part of our conversation. But there's a lot of shows that kind of look back at this as a template for what's going on. I mean, from Battlestar Galactica to Star Trek Voyager to yeah. the, this Buck new Rogers Lost in Space. Well. So, um, yeah, I mean, okay. they, they, they took some ideas from Buck Rogers and then Buck Rogers later – you know, I think it sort of took this as sort of its impetus for having him being frozen in a spaceship, you know, for 500 years. So, you know, it's it, it trades off with other things as well, which is really interesting yeah. to me. But back to the executive boardroom. All right. Which, uh-huh. you know, Steve, you were making the joke about B-O-R-E-D room. Um, and- yeah, I guess that was Evan. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> <laughs> so based on what you have seen here, would you order – this to series for our uh, Strangers and Aliens television network that uh, is going to you know fill the void for a, a science fiction network on cable or no. Pluto or something. Uh, yeah, Evan, we got your answer. No, so. <laughs> Steve. You know what i I like the episodic feel of it. You know, I I, I like the older. You know, the Flash Gordon, the serials, the, you know, things like that, where you where you have that that serial feel to it. Um, I do think that some of the special effects, you know, the the monkey's head gear and things like that, um, the budget would have to be a little bit higher just, you know, to to make it just over the top, just to, to give it that that gravitas i think that it needs the the in the the to make it feel important you know it's right now you're sort of like some people in space no ship too bad for them you know but if you sort of if if you could take certain little elements and say okay we're just going to put a little bit more into there and then push it over the top you know you could you could keep it episodic um you know, in a serial type of episodic type of a feel to it, sort of like the old Flash Gordon type stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think I think it's very workable. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential in this episode, <clears throat> definitely, in what they're trying to set up. Um, you have the movement, you know, so they're moving from place to place on this planet. Um, it, it's going to stretch a little bit of, of believability if every single episode is just them finding a new culture or a new, um, you know, geological formation in every single episode, you know? Uh, and so also TV shows of that time didn't really do, except for soap operas, you know, didn't really do that kind of connecting, uh, continuing story. And so I'm, I'm, I'm curious if we would be able to see that, but I, I, I would say, you know, the potential is definitely there. 
for a, a TV show about a family that's trapped, shipwrecked on a planet, uh, and and trying to figure out how can we get off this planet. There's there's potential and especially there. when you have when you had the the end of the show have that nice little tweak with them, you know, having a little prayer, uh, you know, because they're on this new place, they've actually found peace, and you know they're thanking God for for their their situation. You know, they they found this little idyllic place, at least for right now. They don't know that the aliens are you know, right around the corner, but, you know, they, they take the time out to, to at least do that. And I thought that was really nice. Definitely referencing back to the the, the Robinson oh, yeah. family, you know. Um, yeah. Quick quick trivia tidbit as well. There was a comic book called Space Family Robinson. Yes. And that comic book is a classic old comic book. Um, but they had to um, come to a deal together because they wanted to use the title Lost in Space as well, and they had it first. And so it did become this kind of unofficial tie-in, even though it had nothing to do with the show. But it was called Lost in Space, Space Family Robinson, or Space Family Robinson, Lost in Space. And they definitely played off of uh, that television show being out there, but they, they were able to continue using the title. And... Yeah, it was uh, mom and dad and two kids, I believe. Um, and it really confused me because I got that comic book when I was in like first or second grade. I got it in one of those grab bags, those blind bags that I would get when I was a kid. It had yeah. a Buck Rogers comic book and a Flash Gordon comic book that I could see through oh, the bag. Wow. And then when I opened the bag and see what the second or the third comic book is that's in the middle that you couldn't see what it was. I'm like, oh, lost in space. And then I'm reading it and I'm like, I don't where's where's the robot? Where's, where's the robot? <laughs> so speaking of, where's the robot? Like this is this, you know, we're we're talking about when we order it to series, but let's get back to reality now, which is yeah. um, what happened to the show no because robot. it went on for seasons, um, side by side with Star Trek for for a time as well. Uh, this was kind of the younger brother version of sci-fi, and then Star Trek was kind of hitting the the older the older audience, but. Um, yep. They they added in Doctor Smith as a stowaway, and they added in the robot, mm -hmm. um, and they did use scenes from this pilot in actual episodes that got aired, and yeah. and that was budget cutting and and very smart on their their part the way that they did that. But yeah, um, but yeah, they added in some kiddie elements, I think, and it, I think as it goes on, it gets more and more kiddified. The the original a little series, bit, yeah, which is it, it's sort of too bad. But at the same time, I think it sort of served Star Trek because I don't think Star Trek thought that they needed to have any type of, you know, kitty type of stuff. They could do more, you know, grittier type stuff and, and not have a, a I don't want to open up a whole can of worms, but not like not to have a Wesley Crusher type of a, mm -hmm. you know, a, an in for the younger kids. Um because you know, if they wanted to to watch something like that, then they could watch Lost in Space. Yeah. So it sort of had that type of a, an effect on on Star Trek. But then they also um, had the movie. So they they did a Lost in Space movie in the nineties. Yeah. And there was a John Woo pilot episode of a new Lost in Space series that was going to be, I believe, on the CW, or mm. it might have been the WB at the time. But it was gonna they they did a whole pilot episode. But that didn't get ordered. And then now we have the Netflix series, which is a fantastic sci-fi series. 
It is. It's a little different, but you know, what are you gonna do? But Bill Mooney was on it. <laughs> he he uh That's right. Yeah. He plays I'm not gonna give away who he plays, but it's a really interesting twist on the mythology, especially putting him in that role. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and talking about the the new show, like the premise of the show and the characters and the idea is is fantastic. It was fantastic back in the '60s. It's fantastic now. It's the execution uh, that makes or breaks it for me. So, well, but if you if you if you saw this in the 1960s, if you were a kid in the 1960s and you saw this pilot episode. What would you think? Not having any. Oh, I'm sure. Idea. I'm sure I would love it. But okay. I'm not a kid in the 1960s, and I couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah. So. I was afraid of that, but I didn't know you'd actually turn it off. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I wasn't planning to do that either, but I just I reached yeah. the breaking point. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that's first. just that's just the way it works. You know, old stuff does not work well for some people. <laughs> And this, yep, and we're going to talk about some more old stuff in a moment here. But oh. yeah, yeah. One thing uh, that I that is one of the old things that that sort of you know you see the cracks um, is that they were leaving Earth because of the you know the the massive overpopulation problem, which you know back in the '60s a lot of people thought that you know population was the problem and people shouldn't have you know as many kids as they have and you know and, and you know yeah, two, here's a family with three billion... kids <laughs> exactly what, what are you doing <laughs> and uh you know it was like 1.5 billion people on the planet at the time and you know here we are you know the seven almost eight billion people and we're I, we're doing okay <laughs> you know we're not over we're not rubbing elbows with everybody so you know that whole that whole thing was sort of just a, a, a scare tactic for uh you know some odd political agenda or something the the other big big thing that happened when they changed this and after it got ordered to series is it became a planet hopping series and instead right. of being trapped on one planet basically being stranded on an island they are lost in space because they can't get home. Right. And and so it kind of takes on that. The new series, what I like about the new series, and at first I was a little bit disappointed when I realized, oh, they're only on one planet in season one. Uh, but what I like about the new series is that it is, there's more than just the family. You know, you have a lot of different people that they can play off of. There's more drama because of that. Um, but this this series, it was episodic. And it didn't matter. You watch one episode, you can skip the next five and then tune in for the next one. And you're going to know exactly what you're getting. You're getting them landing on a planet or coming across another spaceship, dealing with an alien. And and then there's going to be hijinks with Dr. Smith and the robot. Right. And <laughs> uh, and, and that's that's part of the, the, the just the style of the time as well. And. That's one of the things I'm excited about when we were talking about uh, the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds, is that they're planning to go more episodic with that series and, and do more cool. of the exploration and, um, you know, they're out to explore Strange New Worlds. And <laughs> But Lost in Space, the, this new series really works well with that. And I, was, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. But, one yeah. thing about the new series where you're talking about there's more than just the family. Like, cause you're, you're with just the family for a while and you're like with them through thick and thin and they do all this heroic stuff. And then you get to the, 
the rest of the people and they like start questioning the Robinsons. And I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you question them? (laughs) All right. Let's pick up the next episode then. And that is the first episode of Sword Art Online. Evan, introduce this episode of uh, to us, to, yes. of the show. Okay, so this is the first episode of Sword Art Online. I'm pretty sure it's called World of Swords. And it is, uh, this is an anime. It's a fairly recent anime. And it is about uh, normal Japanese people. Who live, uh, and they, it's set in the future, the not too distant future of 2022. And I believe this was made in like maybe 2016 or something. So it still wasn't too distant. Uh, but now it's, it's, we're getting closer. It's almost time. And uh, they are, they've just come out with a brand new video game experience called the, uh, the Nerve Gear, which you put on your head and it fully immerses your, your brain into a, a virtual reality video game playing experience. And this new game is, is coming out called Sword Art Online. And everybody's excited to play it. They log in. They're playing it. It's like a standard JRPG, uh, massive multiplayer online game. And uh, they're playing it, and it's fun. But then they realize, for some reason, they can't log out. They cannot log out of this game. And they're, they're you know, they're fully immersed. Uh, their, their nervous system is fully immersed in this thing. And then they get teleported to the main square. And the creator of the game shows up and basically says, guess what? I designed this so I can play a God. And, uh, if you, you can't log out and if you're, someone takes off your helmet, uh, you'll die. If someone takes off the helmet in the real world, you'll die. If you get killed by video game enemies in this game, the VR headset will microwave your brain and you will die. So have fun. See you later. Bye. And that's the premise. Oh, and if they beat the game, so they're start on level one, they get to level 100, and they beat the final boss. If they beat the game, then everybody gets to go free. Who's still alive. <laughs> yes, everyone, anyone who's still alive gets to go free, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so... so well, initial thoughts. Steve, initial thoughts on this uh, this episode. Well, okay, first of all, it takes place in 2022 and the start date for the episode is my wife's birthday. Another which is kind of weird. Birthday. <laughs> Ironically, um, the start date of the next series is no one's birthday cuz <laughs> no irony at all. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um so I'm I was watching it and you know there were some there were some interesting elements to it although it's it seems like there it seems like there should have been more outside the game world that we see um so we're we just see what's going on inside the game and the you know the the interactions of the people of the people and stuff but outside the game wouldn't there be i mean a, a police hunt for this guy wouldn't people be dying because they can't eat 
You know, I mean, there, it seems like people would, it, it doesn't seem as well thought through. But I think that's as, the promise of the premise here. Because yeah. he mentions briefly, uh, by now, the news outlets have revealed that people who have had their helmets removed by their family members have died. And so by now, yeah. everyone who's here right now, you're safe. No one's going to take your helmet off because everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, because 200 people have already died by trying to remove their helmets. So, right. <laughs> so Steve, one thing that's different about uh, an anime first episode is that, like, the the manga has already been written that this is based off. So the whole comic series, or, or most of it, at least the beginning part of it, right. is done. Yeah. So that's that the manga is technically the pilot for this because the animation studio has already decided, Hey, we like this whole story. We're going to pick it up and and just do it. But we're judging, but we're judging on this episode. Right, right, right. But that's sort of sloppy to address your stuff. They, they do, they do address all that stuff in, in later episodes gradually. So, but to, to give you like a taste of it and it's, it seems like, it seems like the big bad guy would have to be the creator of the game, but he is. <laughs> Spoilers: We haven't seen. No, he says episode. that. No, that's that's the, that. the guy who shows up. <laughs> that's but, the... uh, you didn't let me finish. But the thing is, outside the game, why isn't he being caught? I mean, it's it's like why? Okay, we're just gonna sit here and wait a couple of days because this guy is going to get caught and tried for murder because basically he's, you know, selling these things that kids can buy and they're, he's murdering them with microwaves to the brain. So obviously the, the world is going to be up in arms in this manhunt, but that's the promise of the premise. I mean, I haven't seen past this episode, Steve, but I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking we're probably not going to get too much of the real world because this is all like we're following one character and he's in the game. And so there might be some messages somehow that get through. I don't know, but I, I feel like we're getting the promise of this. What you're talking about, that's happening, but we're not following that. We're following this kid in the in the game. And right, I'm just saying, if if I wanted to to like just to put a rubber stamp on it and say, yeah, definitely go, then I would want to see. I, I would want to have seen um, a little bit more where there's like you know a, a police drama you know where who's the detective that's that's you know being flummoxed and you know where's that going on instead of you know the him learning how to do his sword play and and teaching the other people how to do it and learning and and which is interesting it, i'm i'm not really a gamer so i don't it, it didn't resonate as much to me when it's like wait a minute no he's using a different weapon than the one that i thought he was going to use and i'm just like is that a big deal? <laughs> can you can you not kill him if he's carrying a different weapon? I mean, so you know things like that. For for me personally, being a, a very little gamer, I mean, you know, Pac Man's cool, but <laughs> um, but it just it didn't it didn't. I wanted to see more of of what was going on outside. My 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 impression, kind of building off of what you're saying there, um. I wanted to know more about this person that we're following. So as I'm watching this episode, I'm enjoying the premise. I'm loving the possibilities 
of what's going on here. I had no idea what I was getting into when I started watching this. All I know is there are people that I trust who like this show. And I have not heard anything about the premise. I didn't know anything about where this was going. Um, that's what I was saying to you, Evan, is that this is your opportunity to just make me watch a show without telling me anything about it. And I'm so glad right. that I didn't have the spoiler of you saying, hey, Ben, this is what it's about. You'd like this. And I'd say, oh, I would like that. And then I start watching it. Instead, it's something completely fresh to me. I had no idea where, where this was going. My one problem with it, and, and I'm just going to put say this quickly because – it's a small problem, but it is a problem for me is I didn't care about the characters. Um, you know, they're putting this guy in danger, but I don't know anything really about him. You see him a little bit at home. You see them, you know, talking about this, this cool game. He got to be a beta tester, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, but I want to care about the characters and, and, and I just don't care about this kid, uh, that much. You know, all I know about him is he's, actually kind of nice he helped a guy out in the game you know and and that's nice and that's yeah. going to probably get him some allies later on and again that's part of the premise and the promise here and and this this is working for me i'm really curious i'm going to watch this show just to you know spoiler um stepping Wait. out of the boardroom um i'm i'm gonna watch it i don't know how how uh you know quickly i'm gonna binge it but I, but i'm definitely gonna continue watching it because the the premise here is great so if I'm talking, if I'm going to order this to series, yes, definitely. There is so much potential here, um, you know, because you have the threat of if they die here, they die in the real world, which that's a little bit of a cliche. But at the same time, it really ups the stakes and allows for, um, you know, anyone he meets, you know, they're a real person. But is this going to turn more Hunger Games on us where they're going to turn against each other and start actually killing each other because it's a fight for survival. No one's gotten to the top level ever because it's just a, you know been beta tested and that's it. Um, so there's there's so much uh, good potential in this that uh, I'm I, I'm ordering this to Syria. My vote would be we, we'd spend our money on this. We'll, we'll get to our votes at the end here. But um, the premise is great. I, I'm I'm liking it quite a bit. I just wish I knew more about that kid. Cool. Yeah, well, you will. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, for me, uh, I had heard about this show and then somebody uh, recommended it to me. Somebody who I did not expect to recommend it to me did. And I was like, oh, okay, well, then I might give it a try. And then after watching just this first episode, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to watch the whole thing. So uh, the the first episode of this just hooked me and uh, the premise and like you're saying, the promise of the premise too good to pass up. So um, the thing is, for me, I've been so burned by early episodes of things and the, the promise. And then it's never fulfilled so many times that it's it's sort of like, you know, it unless I personally am going to be like hand holding these projects through the, the whole thing, I might, I might green light something because I think it would, it would do well and sell well and be done well. But, you know, to tell the truth, I don't know if I'd, I'd ever really want to invest my time to watch it because as much as I see the promise of these things and, you know, obviously it's the, the source material is rich. There's a lot of manga, you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, it's sort of like, 
I see the the promise of things not being fulfilled. I've seen it so many other times when things are just dropped and plot lines are forgotten about and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, it, it, it happens everywhere. Star Wars, the Avengers, you know, all that different type of stuff. You, plot lines are just, you know, on all over the place. And, and that's the risk not, of spending time with anything. Yeah. Or anyone. I mean, that's the risk of a relationship even. <laughs> like there's, yeah. is, is this worth my time? You know, obviously we're all kind of settled into our relationships, especially our important ones with our spouses. Um, you know, hopefully we're not asking, is it worth the time for my spouse right now? But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, when you're in those dating relationships and you've got, you know, is this worth the time? Are we getting along? Um, I, I feel like this is worth the time to start, you know, and, um, yeah, I, my question, Steve, would, are you, would you plan to order this to series for the network? I would, but at the same time, I, I, I might have a different opinion of if, if I knew, uh, if I had read the manga, if I knew that the source, but if I knew where it was going, you know, that's the type of thing where with the, the space family, Robinson, the, the lost in space, you know, it's sort of like you can, you can do that serially and episodically and, and, you know, each one is just sort of going to be its own thing. And it's not, I mean, you, there's never going to be that one big ending episode where they're always working towards that thing. That's not the theme of the show. You know, the theme of, of lost in space is they're lost in space. They need to be faithful and do the things that they need to do to have a chance to return one day to earth. And if they never return to earth, that's okay because they're being faithful and doing what they need to do. And that's the point of the show with sword art online. I don't know yet what the theme, the, the theme seems to be get to the end, kill the bad guy, survive, which to me, if I'm saying which premise you know, it just just the theme. I would go with the first theme over the second theme a hundred times out of a hundred. You know, because getting to the end of something, fighting the big bad guy and surviving is, you know, if that's what it is. And I'm, I'm not saying it is. And, you know, uh, Evan's watched more than we have. But if that's the main point of the whole thing and there's no bigger theme that in, in this first one, I'm really not picking up bigger theme. Um and I would imagine in the first episode, you would want to st sort of start hitting that theme, especially if you want to get people in, in interested in it, and especially the theme of it, then that's that's the problem I'm having with it. I would green light it, but would I sit there and watch episode after episode after episode to get to the end and then be let down when it's just, hey, I beat the bad guy and I'm out of the game. Yay. Next series. I would be let down with that. Yeah, so, I, I would I would be let down with that, but only if I didn't care about the character. So if I'm going to, you know, if we're going to order this a series, I want to make sure that we're going to like this character and that um, he's going to be worth following uh, for a series. You know, so when we get to the end. Mm -hmm. We we feel like uh, when he succeeds or or fails, we care. Yeah, you never know, you know, and. Yep. Um, with Space Family Robinson or, or Lost in Space, I should say, um, with with that, I care about the characters, but primarily because I feel like it's I know them because it's a nuclear family and 
they introduce us and tell us about, you know, but it's a narrator doing that. That's a show don't tell kind of thing. And they don't show it. They tell us this kid is a genius. They this kid bit. went to school and did this, this, this. It was the first one to do this. This one likes musical theater. Um, so I, <laughs> this one has an IQ I, of 147. Yeah, so I, I, I knew them in, in Sword Art Online. I, I would have liked to have known more about the kid now. Um, but if we're ordering the series, that's definitely a, a note that I'm giving is we, we need to care about this person and, and maybe the creators are ready for us. They, they know that that's the, that's the note that's coming and that they, that they already have plans for that. But I would have liked to have spent more time with him maybe in the real world so I could care about him when he goes into the, this world. All right. So Evan, you're going to order this to series. I'm assuming you're, you're oh, yes. before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want you to tell too much about what happened with this, the show because of spoilers. Uh, this is on Netflix, mm-hmm. by the way. So it, it is available. Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it is available out there uh, for anyone who's listening right now and finds it interesting. Um, I think it's one of the best twists on the idea of like the matrix or that cyberspace, uh, you know, being trapped in spy- cyberspace. I, I feel like this is a really good um, yes. spin on that, but yeah. There was another show like this that I watched when I was a teenager called Dot Hack Sign, and it was as boring as spit. And, <laughs> and it's it's it was the same premise except only one guy is stuck in the the game and he can't get out. But this this is much better. Uh, if it's airing on the Strangers and Aliens Network, uh, it will be the TV version of the episodes, and some content will be censored. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, yeah, my thing was saying that it had it said nudity, but I didn't see any nudity in the, the this the this episode did not have language or nudity, but it was MA was the rating on it. Yeah. Yes, right. yes, it has it has mature themes. There is not any like full on nudity, but there is definitely immodesty and some extreme immodesty. So okay. uh, just bear that in mind. And- Hi there, Future Ben here. Uh, After recording this, Evan remembered there were a couple of episodes that did feature some uh, nudity. And we bring this up because that will enter into our own decisions about whether or not we're going to continue watching this series. Although it doesn't enter into this conversation here and it might change some of our determinations on that. Uh, But we also want to make sure that we gave that information to you because we gave this pilot episode such a glowing review so we wanted you to have that information to help you with your own decision about watching the series while this doesn't change the whole imaginary conversation that we're having about if we would uh green light the series for our imaginary network and give the imaginary green light to a series based on this pilot we did feel like that it was important information for some of you to know it's important enough to actually interrupt the episode with a message from the future so that you can make your own informed decision and while yeah like i said it won't change the imaginary green light So it doesn't change the imaginary decision, like I said, but it does possibly change the real world decision to watch this. And we want to make sure everyone who's listening knew that. And also we wanted to make sure we addressed it in case anyone was listening and saying, wait, no, uh, uh, I remember there was something Um, Evan also remembered. So I'm going to take you back to the uh, the boardroom now in the past and uh, back to the episode. 
just bear that in mind. And also it is not for children. This is a, yeah, it's got language in it and it's got, uh, violence as well. So, uh, so the TV version will be airing on the strangers and aliens network. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's move to the third, ep- uh, third episode, which we have, which is called the star lost. Um, we have lost in space. We have the star lost. And then, I made the joke in our our uh, thread that we were discussing. Sword Art Online could have been called Lost in Cyberspace, but it wasn't. But that would have kept the theme going of being lost or having something yep. to do with space. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So the Star Lost. Gentlemen, what if I told you that one of sci-fi royalties, uh, one of sci-fi royalty was out there and was going to help with this show, Harlan Ellison, um, the man has written some classics of sci-fi TV. The man has written some classics of sci-fi yeah. literature. He is behind this. Yep. Also, Ben Bova, who writes mm-hmm. uh, very realistic sci-fi um, things. He's going to be uh, our kind of uh, technical sci-fi director on this and help us with wow. the, the sci-fi uh, elements. Uh, also, we're going to get Douglas Trumbull, who worked on special effects for 2001 and silent running and has done some just nice. classics of sci-fi uh c- cinema we're gonna have him work on it and help us with the special effects um also um we're gonna bring in uh, one of the actors from 2001 okay uh his name mm-hmm. he's he's canadian this is gonna be a, a canadian uh, production okay but his name is Kier Duala, du, Dulia. I'm not sure exactly how you say his name, uh, but I'm a studio executive, so I don't care um, about people or names. Um, so I'm going to get it wrong and just get it wrong and keep getting it wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, just like uh, just like that one person from the, the tavern um, uh, with our Hobbit episode. Yeah. Um, so Black. we're just going to get okay. some sci-fi royalty on this thing. Also we're going to use a technology that is going to allow us to have uh, green screen effects with moving cameras. So the camera will follow oh a character, God. but then the camera will also in the models and miniatures that we would use for set design. We have another camera that would match that movement. So a person could walk across the green screen, but then look like they're walking across with the miniatures. What if I told you, that that show is what we're going to make here with the star lost. What, what did you think about that? Too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Evan, what would you I think mean, about that? Is... I mean, all the stuff that I'm, I'm saying right here. It all sounds good on paper, Ben. <laughs> but pa- wow. That paper, <laughs> it's going to be a wonderful paper, isn't it? Okay. Sure is. <laughs> so, that's the setup. That is actually what was taken to studio executives for this show. All right. Um, and then they created this episode. <laughs> so um, you might notice that Harlan Ellison's name is not on this. Uh, Cord Wainer Bird, I think, is the name that was put on, which he has in every contract that he does. If he does something and doesn't like it, they cannot use his name. They have to use that name, which is why it says yeah. created and written by Cord Wainer Bird. Okay. Um, (laughs) The uh, effects camera that I was talking about that is kind of a new technology that they were going to be using for this. um, 
didn't work out for them to use. And then they just ended up with a much smaller studio than they were expecting with much smaller green screens than they were expecting. Um, yeah. And it just was kind of a fiasco. But the episode that we get <laughs> that was uh, based on all of that is called Voyage of Discovery. And basically we have a generation ship, which means it's a ship that is going from one star to another with lots and lots mm -hmm. and lots of people on it. Now, instead of having these people in suspended animation or uh, they're, they're actually living out in different cultures, in different domes or pods that are attached to this ship. It's been going for years and years and years, centuries possibly. And, there's been an accident and now the ship is heading toward a star. Now, nobody knows this though, because all the people who are controlling the ship are dead. So the people, the generations of people who have been controlling the ship died at some point and were not able to um, have more children to take that over. All the people in the domes have been just thriving in their dome because it provides everything they need for life. Uh, but they've also forgotten that they are on a ship. And so we're going to pick up the story with three people from the Amish Dome. And these three people from the Amish Dome are going to figure out that they are on a spaceship and they are going to find the bridge and find the problem. And um, they are going to have arguments with the, uh, the elders about, uh, you know, just going with what you are told to believe or going out and doing something that is you know, going against the ages of tradition. Yes. That is the, what we get. Also the effects <laughs> it's, it's early seventies and it's really cheap, really, really cheap. So gentlemen, first impressions. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> Um, the, the green screen effects, <clears throat> um, were pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, there was, I mean, there was, there was a lot of green screen effects. Um, did I mention, uh, the green? Yes, the green, yes, you did. The green screen. <laughs> you did. Um, one thing that, that I didn't. Uh, particularly, <laughs> I'm not going to go to green screens again. Trust me. Um, is, I mean, as as much as Harlan Ellison is highly respected and and his work is you know is uh, very imaginative and um, you know his wordplay is is you know fantastic and a lot of his things. Um, it it almost seems like an attack on on religion on faith when we're watching this one because you know there's there's no real compassion with the the elders and then you know when they're found out there's no repentance you know there's no redemption there's it, it's they're just you know reprehensible from beginning to end which was a shame um you know when you when you see something like that it's just sort of like all right, I get it. You don't like religion. Can can you hammer something else home? Um, so you know that was that was sort of like a a down a downturn for me there. Um, there were 
the 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 acting was not there was acting yes there was oh okay we got dead space here gotta keep talking <laughs> uh okay so uh steve you got anything else to add i was i was imitating some of the acting oh that... okay that makes <clears throat> sense um but when the, you do it on audio only, then people wonder if their devices have, have, have paused accidentally, disconnected. But it perfectly simulates the excitement of the television show. Ben, you can stay in. What? Uh, all right. Sorry. Yes, there there was. Uh, there was uh, people wanting to act. <laughs> There sure were. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, if you really want to watch this show, don't and go watch the episode of the Orville in which they copy the premise of this show because, <laughs> because it's much better. And the premise is very interesting. And just like the, uh, the Swiss family space people, it is, uh, it's a great premise. Uh, but the execution is not great. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I have notes here. So yeah, the acting is the acting is wooden. Uh, the music was horrible. The sound effects were grating. The green screen post-production, <laughs> cringeworthy. The model was cool, I guess. I said, oh, I said the pacing is coma-inducing. Um, static cinematography. Super quiet. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> At this point in my notes, it says, make it stop with four O's. <laughs> but wouldn't that be make uh, it stoop? <laughs> yeah. I actually thought of that, Ben, before <laughs> earlier today. Uh, I And then I wrote, give me crawl. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, oh, wow. Every time I think Ben can't show me something I can hate more than this. <laughs> oh, wow. And then you keep proving me wrong. <laughs> now, the purpose was not torture here, though. The purpose was, hey, I know, this is something that, that this gives us some good stuff to talk about. There's good stuff to talk that. about here. Yeah, well, a generation ship show would, would be <laughs> amazingly uh, cool if you could you know if you could pull it off accurately and i just i have to say one thing about the the sound effects is that um there are a, a couple of of uh movies and things from this time period um star wars being one of them because you know ben burt and his sound design um but uh, andromeda strain uh, uh even thx i think uh, ben burt did thx 1138 but uh, those types of shows i I can listen to them and I'm not even listening for the story anymore, even though the stories might be good. Um, but I like to listen to what's going on in the background, just the the sound effects, what the, the sound design is. And for this show, I was enjoying the sound design for most of it, especially when they got into the actual, uh, you know, the halls of the ship. Um, I was, I was in, in, in I, I could take some enjoyment out of that. So now this would have been 1973, uh, right? And then 
This is after Silent Running for Douglas Trumbull. I think he directed that movie, but he also would have been involved in the model making and the effects and stuff like that. And they actually, when mm-hmm. they sold this episode, uh, used some some footage from Silent Running uh, because the ships oh, really? and, the, and the dome design of the ships that kind of gave gave across the the idea of what they wanted to give across. Um, and they actually on the DVD have something similar to what you saw, Evan, uh, selling Lost in Space to the uh, you know the, the potential sponsors. They they have that on the DVD, and it's it's very it's almost it's tragedy, you know, because <laughs> tragedy is when you know, like you know something that the main character doesn't know, you know, and and that's you're watching this, and you're just like, oh my goodness. I know what this is going to be and I know what they're presenting because they had an actor from 2001, the movie, and they had an yeah. actor from uh, I mean, they actually got Walter Koenig on here. Uh, check off. They have um, there's a couple other sci fi people uh, who were, were in this as well that just kind of got roped in. Um, yep. But anyway. This episode itself, I just think, has so much promise. Again, the promise of the premise Unlike Sword Art Online, where I have one problem with it, and it's not even the biggest problem in the world to have, because I'm hoping later on as I'm watching, I'm going to get to know that character. Uh, unlike that with this show, um, the it's all blown away. Like they, they just completely lose any goodwill that the premise might have and that the <laughs> ship design might have by just shooting the actors. Like they... Once you start getting into the acting <laughs> and showing the actors, it's it's done, you know. And um, in a moment, we'll talk about like my my reality and my my memories of the show from when I was a kid and stuff. But for for right now, as an executive, I'm like, wait a minute, we ordered this, but this is not what we ordered. We ordered Harlan Ellison and Ben Bova and Douglas Trumbull, and um, and we get the worst of doctor who i mean this is it's <laughs> super yeah, I, was, unfortunate. I was thinking that you know the doctor who people are watching this and going like oh whew. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought we might have some competition across the pond. <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking just now if we took this script we could make it really good or at oh, least yeah. mildly well, entertaining okay so <laughs> stepping into the real world the the script itself, the original script, won oh, was one of the sci-fi awards. I'll have to look it up. But it won one of those major sci-fi um, awards of the year for, for best uh, screenplay or, or something like that. Hugo Carlin Ellison's original. And then it actually got turned into a novel called Phoenix Without Ashes, which was the original title of this, this screenplay. And that novel itself... Um, is, is is supposed to be pretty decent. I haven't read the novel, but they did a graphic novel from the original screenplay as well, and uh, that they did that most recently. I, I want to say maybe five years ago, maybe four years ago. Twenty ten. Um, okay, so maybe ten no, years ago. Yeah, twenty ten. Um, yeah. but that's actually a a pretty pretty decent uh, sci fi graphic novel as well. Um, and then Ben Bova wrote a novel about his experience. And it's basically, um, it's all about making a TV show. It's a sci-fi thing where it's in the future, but it's all of his experiences of working with the producers on this show were turned into this comedy novel called Starcrossed. (laughs) 
and <laughs> and uh, so he took his experience and 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 ran with it. So there's there's a lot of different things from all of this <laughs> that ended up like it, it birthed some good things. Um, unfortunately, the series was not one of the good things that it birthed. So, <laughs> and I'm assuming wow. that we are all in agreement that we're we're not going to greenlight this. No. And whoever sent us this script and this show is fired. <laughs> You're firing Harlan Ellison. <laughs> wow. You don't fire Harlan Ellison. He quits. And when he quits, he breaks your window. Um, you know what? I would say, you know, if, if they like give them an, another, like a 10% of the budget that they used and say, you know, reshoot as much as you possibly can I'll give you a second chance because it has some possibilities. Yeah. I was thinking like uh, if we redo it with an entirely different production team, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe get, yeah, get Isaac Asimov instead of Ben Bova. <laughs> well, no, I mean the premise itself could really work in a modern TV show setting, yeah. you know, like on, on a Netflix or, or um, something like that even. Yeah. And and you like have a that a show could do something where it's looking at the individual domes and each episode would could be its own, you know, inclusive story, but it would all be building up to something towards the end where maybe like one person from each of the stories, you know, makes it in or something and then the the last story is them teaming up to defeat the dome people or something well, I mean, the the big thing here is you know i don't know if you picked this up or not but uh the ship the accident that killed the crew yeah uh is they're, they're heading toward a star right now and and so the ship <laughs> is going to be destroyed and you know in a modern context for us if we were redoing this this whole series or whatever um, you know, you would do that where you could have them looking from dome to dome to try and find a culture who can actually understand the technology and and fix the computer mm -hmm. or you know things like that. And, and instead, you, you just it just gets dumb. And I, I've seen the whole series. I'm gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll cop to it. I've I've seen the whole series. I've seen the pilot episode three times now. Um, wow! Because I watched it for this. What, what would you say the high point, or I guess the least low point of this this the series? Well, there are some Let's episodes like that come close to delivering on the promise of, uh, you know, you're you're moving from culture to culture. It's still it's still a uh, traveling do gooders show, you know. So it's still like The Fugitive, or The Incredible Hulk, or Quantum mm -hmm. Leap, you know, where it's still these these three characters traveling for throughout, you know, from dome to dome. Um, Walter Koenig plays an alien who crashes into their ship and he's, he actually comes back for two episodes and I'd say he's possibly a, a highlight as well. Um, just because here's someone who can act now the guy from 2001 hasn't done too many things, you know, but he, he, he's a professional actor, you know, <laughs> but you, yeah. this is one of those situations where you have all of the stars should have aligned. And instead, they they just don't. And the writing team that they brought on, the people who they brought on had never written sci-fi before. And one or two of the people mm. had never written anything before. Um, mm. It's just really interesting when you you read, you know. Now, Harlan Ellison, he's, he's just a salty guy in the first place. And so, you know, I'm not sure how much of what he says is exaggeration. Um, 
but I don't think any of it is. You know, I think that he's, <laughs> and he's just talking about how how terrible it was to work on this, and it was. He won't talk about it anymore. Um, he <laughs> he allowed them to make that graphic novel, and I think that's because it was just his premise that he actually liked. You know, but yeah. Yeah, so from what we've got handed to us, um, I think we need at least two votes of yes for anything to go through as as being greenlit for our network. So um, Star Lost, I'm going to say, is probably uh, zero votes. Is that correct? Correct. None of us, none of us are going to get. I get ten percent of a vote if the, if they can if they can reshoot on a ten percent budget. Um, They're going to have to come up with that money on their own, though. We're not going to give them that money. <laughs> Well, if you if you guys don't agree to to give them the money, then that's that's okay too. I'm just saying my 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 only uh, saving grace for them would be if you guys decided that a 10% uh, extra budget might might be able to do it. If you if you if you vote for not doing that, then then yes, yeah, of course no. it would be. I mean, back to zero. 10% is not going to fix it. They <clears throat> the thing is, you know, they got they got caught where suddenly the things that they thought they were going to be able to do with the effects and stuff, they just couldn't do. And, right. and it, it, it just got really bad then because they, they couldn't do the things they thought they were going to be able to do. The new technology didn't come through. I can't remember the story behind that, but, um, but if you took, if you took the, the scenes where they're on the, the Amish dome and just shot them outside <laughs> and just said, you know what? The the dome replicates a normal sky. Later on, I think they they talk about uh No, it, it does. Like I the, said, go the sun watch the... the Orville episode. <laughs> <laughs> they do it all and they do it good. And there's plenty um, of other situations and other other uh I should say people who've done this kind of a thing before. Uh we did that one old-time radio uh, episode. Do you remember that, Steve? With the uh, mm -hmm. oh, what was it? Was Heinlein? It was Robert Heinlein's universe. Oh no, yeah, okay, yes, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. With all the old time radio shows, yeah, it was like a three hour episode. That was great. No, no, that was that was um, Ray Bradbury's Martian Chronicles that we did. That was really hey, what long. What did we do, Robert Heinlein? Yeah, we did the universe, which was a two parter from um, okay, one of those old yes. shows, and, and I remember was, now. Yep. Yeah, which I just re listened to the. Uh, uh, the actual audiobook for that, which is a fantastic story. It, mm -hmm. It's just a, a one of the first, if not the first generation ship stories. And, yeah, um, it's a good one. And I love the concept so much. I, I would love to try and figure out a way to do this show without ripping off this show, you know, so that it's not, uh, oh, you're just doing the star loss with different names. And mm -hmm. Harlan Ellison is going to hunt you down because he would. Um, well, we could do something like like I I pitched, where you could get an overall arching story, yeah, where yeah. you know one person is going to write the end, and you know have that plotted out. Where you know I need a guy who's an engineer and a person who's a, a you know actress in a comedy variety show, and you know <laughs> pull these characters and say these are who I need at the end. So you know. Evan, you write a, a story and pick one of those characters, and that's the character who's going to make it to the end. And then Steve, you write a story, pick another one of those characters, and then you know farm it out to as many people as you want. Steve, Steve, when we're done recording, I'll tell you about one of the ideas that I had for something like that. 
Okay. Like it, it's 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 actually a little bit fleshed out, and but we'll we'll talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we fell on the star lost. Yes. So cyberspace lost in cyberspace. Um, what do you guys think about that one? Because I'm up. I'm definitely voting thumbs up on that one. I'm like ninety percent thumbs up. So like ten percent of my thumb went to Star Lost, and ninety percent of it went to this because, like I said, I'm not seeing the themes. You know, Ben isn't seeing the character development of the the lead character. So, you know, if if we if we can hammer those things in and we can make sure that there's there's something strong there, then then yes, it would be a full thumbs up. All right. So that's three. That's three on that one. So that's mm-hmm. we'll, we'll contact those people and let them know that they have the green light to continue. And Lost in Space. Sorry, but no. <laughs> I would say yes, because I, I, I see a lot of um, a lot of potential. Like I said, with the theme, I see the potential with the the uh, serial yet episodic um, the progression of the series. So I think I think you know maybe maybe shoot it in color maybe add a, I don't know, a robot or something or a child uh, yeah well we got got the child but the robot it's would like add, a child yeah. it needs like a bad villain. guy though it needs a bad guy yeah, it needs a villain like a, yeah yeah um, I occurring and I think it needs to be not star. just stuck on that planet but um, based on the episode yeah. though I I I think there's enough there that I would green light it um, yeah. So that's that's two votes. So we have we have we have two shows to start with our network then. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I do find it interesting and I would love to see some of the behind the scenes on why they switched things up to, you know, bring in Dr. Smith, bring in the robot, bring on, you know, that they don't just they're not just stuck on one planet, yeah. but they're they're flying around. Obviously, the flying around gives them a lot more opportunity to go outlandish or or whatever. But. Right, but the the robot is a huge tech piece to add to something. I mean, if you were shooting a, like the the Star Lost, and you had that budget, and then they said, "Yeah, you know what? Um, you know what? Reuse what you can, reshoot what you need to, and add a fully functioning, complete robot," it would be like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> you know, well, the, they, the story doesn't because the Star have a Lost already has the computer. Well, yeah. The computer uh, with his uh, his nice little beard, I you know. Have, I mean, this is. Can I be of service? <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, <laughs> he doesn't have information on like pivotal points in history. They're in the tubes, Steve. They're in the stinking tubes. Dougie, watch this with me. My <laughs> nine-year-old, watch some of this with me, and he laughed at the special effects when they're going in the yeah. tubes because <laughs> it's so ridiculous but they had no choice you know and the other thing that's interesting about this is they're one of the first people who to go there to virtual sets you know yeah. like uh there was a whole Battlestar Galactica TV movie that was done on green screen sets and now you have the Mandalorian you know with their virtual set where they're with that dome thing that's just amazing you know um, oh, they don't go to the actual planets. I thought yeah, that they were. Yeah. Uh, this show was one of the first to go there and and to try and and you know save the budget by shooting miniatures and and doing green screen and putting the 
them on miniatures. Because Dougie even asked, like, why are they doing a green screen effect just to have them walk down a path along some trees? Because a lot of that <laughs> set is it's it's miniatures and it's you know they're trying to double up the sets to make the halls longer and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the concept and ideas, even that side of the concept and ideas are so fascinating. But again, I I sometimes am able to watch a show for what the people meant it to be rather than what it actually ends up being. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So I do promise, Evan, I promise next time we do this, I will not pick something like this, but I really wanted the opportunity to talk about the Star Lost and, okay. and to get, you know, you don't have to watch the whole series. There's only 15 episodes, but. Oh, and I, I didn't mean to say I watched this when I was a kid, not in 1973. I wasn't born yet, but um, in 78 and in 80, because of Star Wars, uh, I can't remember if it was the CBC or CTV. I'm pretty sure it was CBC. Those are the two big Canadian networks when I lived in Canada. And CBC was like, hey, don't we have a sci-fi show that people would watch because they like Star Wars? <laughs> and guess who watched that sci-fi show that they had because he liked Star Wars? It was no it was me. I saw part of one episode. I never saw the beginning. I didn't even know what it was called. And and I watched it and I I could never catch it again. Like I just never saw it again and I just wanted to and that's why I have the DVD set is um because I I finally tracked it down, figured out what it was, found out the DVD is coming and got it and <laughs> was oh so so disappointed. The episode I saw when I was a kid was there was some excitement to it. There was shooting in the hallways and, and I thought maybe it was star Wars, um, for a brief moment, but no, 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 it wasn't. Okay. Well, we're going to do this, these types of episodes again. And, uh, then after we get a full lineup, we will have an episode where we program the TV guide. Yes. Yes. And (laughs) one other thing though, Listeners, if you have a pilot episode that you would like to recommend that we watch um, and and there's someone listening probably right now who I'm actually looking at his DVDs on my shelf. <laughs> I need to get back to him, but I could see him actually writing in and saying, uh, hey, guys, don't forget this. Um, but I could see us and we might have to cut down some of the conversation a little bit um, if we're going to do four. But uh I could see us doing like picks for three of us and, and a listener pick as well, especially if we get a good one. Um, I don't know how obscure we want to go with that, but one of the other th- criteria was it did have to fit in the science fiction fantasy wheelhouse wheelhouse. So yes. yeah. So listeners, if you have a pilot episode, you'd really like us to talk about. And especially if it's something that we can find easily and watch easily, then um, definitely send us, send it our way and we will, see what we can do so final words gentlemen final words all systems are now green and go (laughs) (laughs) those are technically not words (laughs) but okay okay and I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. And definitely please send us in on Facebook or through our email. Uh, but thank you for listening. Let us know what you think as far as a pilot we could watch that you like. And, of course, as you go on your journeys, whether you're lost in space or just one of the star lost, Godspeed. Godspeed.
You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. Thank you for watching Channel 42, The Strangers and Aliens Network. This now concludes our broadcast day.